Oh, wait, we're supposed to look at the camera when we talk? That's right. I don't know. Does that make it scary? <laughs> we're just, we're just like- <laughs> dead eyeball staring at the whole time. Welcome back. Maybe. But <laughs> I, oh, I do know a little bit of what we're talking about. I was going to pretend that I didn't know anything that we're talking about tonight, but I do know. I'm just going to lie to everyone right off the bat. But this is a great, this is a great topic because I think it's one that people don't really understand. I agree. And I think I am one of those people. So well, I, like eh, that we're talking I know. About I think it. as we identified, I am going to notice myself feeling like I should have taught you, but then it's yeah. taught you something I didn't know that I didn't know. Yeah. So we'll yeah. learn some things. Okay. But this is the Mind the Mirror and Me podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm your host, Mackie Overbay. This is my dad, Tony Overbay. Hello, Mackie. Okay. <laughs> Don't make it weird. Don't okay. make it weird. Okay. Um, but we're talking about boundaries. Yeah. Today. Specifically, I mean, this is one thing that I feel like I don't know enough about, but I kind of, I think I almost act like I do. Yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah, set those boundaries, set those boundaries. like that thing. Right. And then when it really comes down to it, I I don't know a lot about it. But I felt like, like at the last week, I had like three clients where I had the same conversation where there was some form, whether it was with friends or work or something where it was like something about boundaries. And then again, I sit there and I kind of act like, yeah you deserve to set those boundaries and you like do this. And then when I'm really looking at it, I'm like, okay, I'm not good at setting boundaries. Yeah. I don't really even know how to or what it even means. Yeah. And so I just, so today's episode is more so I wrote down some questions that I just kind of want to ask you, the therapist. Yes. Because I'm hoping you know. And I do now (laughs) because I mean, but I had to learn and I don't know if you see up on the other screen that made me, I don't know if you're going to cover this at all. But okay, boundary versus ultimatum and, and put that for those listening, put a little pin in that one because I really think that becomes the biggest difference that we oftentimes assume what we are doing is setting a boundary mm-hmm. when really what we're doing is presenting an ultimatum because an ultimatum really is designed to control somebody else where so an ultimatum will focus on somebody else's behavior mm-hmm. and then a boundary is more something, it's something about our own, what we want, our own limits. Um, versus the ultimatum is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The boundary will look more like, you know, I am no longer going to participate in or be subjected to, but then the ultimatum is I need you to stop this. And I think that's a, I know. And that's, and sometimes I feel like it can be that simple in a sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let me read just two quotes I looked at. I can't even really remember what they are. Let me read one and then we'll see if it It says, I think so often what people misunderstand about boundaries is that the point of setting boundaries is not to change other people's behavior or convince them to value different things. It's to advocate for yourself regardless of how they respond. Perfect. That's so good. Yeah. 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 We're so good. We're so on board. And I love it. How, what if we're the only two people that didn't really get it? And everybody else like, okay, yeah, uh, I knew that one. No, I don't think, I mean, I know that this is something I deal with on a regular basis as a therapist. Well, because you said something in one of our episodes where we mentioned a word and I can't remember what it was. And I think you called it a buzzword. Uh-huh. You said something was a buzzword. Yeah, I think I was even, I mean, there's a lot of them, even whether it's like gaslighting or narcissist or differentiation like even. I mean, that's okay. why I went so deep into that. Do you almost say that boundaries oh, are I would, kind of falling in? I feel like absolutely. I like, think I, I would like, absolutely do it. Yeah. I would like to think I'm not the only person that sits there no. and like, I know everything about boundaries. No, because everyone. Yeah. Well, in, I don't yeah. know if you want to get there or tell me when. And I want to say for those listening at home, which would be everybody listening. Um, <laughs> Mackie, I really love hearing more from Mackie and I will beat myself up a little bit when I talk more, uh-huh. but then you, and going into this one said, no old man, 
Yeah, this is, I am asking the therapist okay. that knows the things. I'm the 23 year old who doesn't know anything. Yeah. Well, so, so go through I, some yeah. of your stuff here. Cause I've got, I know there's some things I know that I will get to because the boundaries, there's a big part of the work I do in emotional immaturity and on my waking up to narcissism podcast, or one of the five behaviors that I talk about is specifically about this, which is why I've had to learn so much about okay. it. Okay. Okay. So just right off the bat, without creating a definition, what is your idea of what boundaries are? Oh, I like, mean, and now, yeah. and now just because it's, it's, it's funny because I want to still look on this screen I mean, over there, but it really is. It's, uh, it's something that I have decided that I would rather not have, or it, it's something that I want to express that I'm unwilling to participate in, engage in. And the key being, it's a me thing. So if a couple starts to, you know, they get really angry and they yell at each other. Yeah. So I just did another episode on the waking up to narcissism podcast about the amygdala hijack. So if somebody really pushes another person's buttons and they know you're this, you're that, you're this. Sometimes they're almost doing it subconsciously or intentionally to get the other person angry because when they get angry, then they their cortisol levels increase and then their brain starts to flood like the stress hormone. And then they can't access the part of their brain that can make sense or logic. And so then they just react and they get really angry. And then that immature person gets to say, geez, calm down. They're purposely doing it. Yeah. 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 So, so a lot of times, yeah. So then what I'll run into is if somebody is noticing that this person is now, and that's where the concepts like gaslighting starting to come in, where if I know that I'm not crazy, but then I end up out of a conversation going, wait a minute, now I feel insane. Mm -hmm. So going into it and I'm just asking a simple question, or I know, you know, I had something happened that I want to bring up in the relationship. And then I noticed that, oh, wait, this is the thing where, you know, he or she or they is starting to then not make sense or putting it back on me, then I need to, a boundary would be, oh, I'm going to walk away now. So that's okay. like, I am setting a boundary there that I will, I refuse to stay in a conversation where I'm not feeling heard or understood or where I am, someone is telling me that I, here's how I feel. They don't know how I feel. So that would be a boundary. Yeah. Cause that's why then I feel like it's fair to say it, or like we are very entitled to our boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, cause I feel like, We've talked about this before. I'm kind of a pushover. Hmm. I'm really easy to like. Be. I mean, I want to say <laughs> something nice, but then I, I feel like, no, man, this is. But of, we, I'm yeah. working on it. I'm trying, but I feel like I handed you that gift of being a pushover, though, because yeah, this is where so I've yeah figured it out. My <laughs> 40s or whatever, you know. Yeah, but so I. It's so I don't even know where to begin with boundaries in most cases, and there have been lots of situations that I've found myself in where I've like, said yes to things I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Even if it's little dumb things mm-hmm. and I'm practicing it now, I'm doing mm-hmm. better, but it's so easy to just be like, okay, like whatever you yeah. say, whatever you do. But I think with everything you talk about where we're all doing life for the first time yes. on our own, doing our thing, it's like you're allowed to set whatever boundaries yeah. you deem necessary to yes. yourself, right? Like yes. that's fair? 100%. Okay. Um, that's scary, but it's it is. fair. Like yeah. we're allowed to do that. Uh, let me tell you, there was a person that I met with, a woman who's a computer programmer that was here processing some grief, but then she told me a funny story that she said, I think you'll appreciate this. I've talked about it as a way to show what a secure attachment would look like with your kid growing up or a boundary. Do you know the story? I really, I don't okay. Know. So I think it'll even show us what a boundary could look like. Okay. So she was on a date and then she was talking to this person and the person said, wait, what do you do for work? And she said, I'm a computer programmer. And then he said, oh, I don't know. That seems, that's a pretty heavily male dominated industry, isn't it? And she just said, yeah. And then he just said, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. 
And then, and it was funny because she just, I wasn't asking you how you feel about it. You asked me what I do for work. Yeah. And she said, in, in the next, normally the next question is, how do you like it? What right. are you working on? And so, no. And so what I, I thought was so impressive by what she was saying was that, you know, she had been, had grown up and she didn't have to defend herself. She didn't have to prove herself. So then here's somebody that is asking a question like that. And I feel like a, you know, a nice guy syndrome or nice girl syndrome mm-hmm. person who doesn't want somebody to feel uncomfortable might go, yeah, it is kind of weird. I don't know. But if it's like, that's a you thing, you know, you can ask yeah. me questions. And so I, and at first I didn't even know exactly where she was going with it. And then I thought, oh, that is brilliant because yeah. she was raised in a way where I wasn't asking for your approval. You know, I thought we were having a conversation in her mind. She thought, check, please. We're, I mean, we're yeah, we're isn't that, <laughs> so does that kind of show a little bit what a boundary could be? Yeah, a little bit. And I think even when you say it like that, it reminds me of, which again, we've mentioned this briefly, but I've talked about when I was in hair school and I'd be cutting guys' hair and they would say to me like, oh yeah, you know, this is your yeah. backup. Like, what are you doing? And I think, again, I said like this last time where in the moment at the beginning, like yeah. when I was first in hair school, somebody would say something like that to me and they'd be like, well, what are you going to do after? Are you still in school? Are you doing whatever? And because I didn't know how, I guess, then to set a boundary or to stand up for myself in that sense, yes. I would just kind of be like, oh yeah, like I'm just going to do this for now. And like, maybe I'll still go, you know? Like, well, isn't that funny? Like, yeah. I felt the need to, for whatever, you know, like yeah. couldn't just say, no, I'm good now. Or now if somebody said something to me, I'd be like, I'm good. This is my career. This is what I'm doing. Like, yeah. And it's you funny because and, and, and when I first was a therapist, I found myself when somebody would say, yeah, I don't even know if I really believe in the whole therapy concept. I would feel like I had to defend all therapists. And now I, it's like, okay, well, that's a you thing. Yeah. I mean, I love what I do yeah, and, uh, and I know that it helps people. So, okay. But when we're, it's like, uh, that's part of the maturation process, I think, because now when it, it almost brings up a good point where I think we were talking earlier about when people first start setting boundaries, they almost swing that pendulum all the way over to the aggressive yeah. side. Because I know when you were first talking about the people to uh, cosmetology school where I wanted to say, wait, wait, let me get this right. So here's a guy that's coming to get like a $2 haircut from you, but he's mm-hmm. going to give you life advice yeah. that he, you know, that he wrote over. And then I was being mean because I was like, did he pedal over on his? his bike, you know, he ring the bell when he pulled up or is he in his Maserati? I mean, which one, you know, and then that's immature response of me. Hilarious, but immature. (laughs) It is funny. Right. Right. But that's where I think it is interesting. And a lot of times people like to try to tell somebody else what to think or feel or do to make themselves feel better. Cause if, you know, they want that person to go, man, you're so smart or yeah, some validation. Yeah. 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 So they'll just do anything to find that. Yeah. So that's, I guess then that goes back to the, uh, my bad, not teaching those boundaries uh, as a kid. And you know what we were talking about one time? And again, we, you can edit any and all this out, but I remember we were talking, we were at the pool table at home one time talking about just, you had an exchange with somebody on a dating app and it had gone really well until then the person kind of was pushing things a little bit and they just seemed a little weird. Okay. And I remember thinking, you know, I think you had even said something like, you know, and I, and yeah, it was kind of weird, but I didn't want, I didn't want to make the guy feel bad. Okay. And I feel like that's the example I get often when people, I think a lot of guys will start to just, they're just testing the water, yeah. so to speak. And that's where I feel like, oh, a solid boundary would be, oh no, I like, Shut it down. yeah, because okay, if you're already doing that and I, yeah, or if somebody says, <laughs> yeah. uh, I really like to just get to know you first and then yeah. they're saying, oh no, me too. And then, you know, I don't know, 30 minutes later, then here comes a sexual innuendo or something. Yeah. And if you're like, okay, I don't know, maybe he's not, maybe he doesn't understand or I need to. Yeah. And so that's the part where I think boundaries could be pretty helpful. Well, th- I think they're super helpful. And I think 
I'll give myself some props there because I don't know if you remember this one, which maybe it's the same conversation. I don't remember, but <laughs> I had a guy on a dating app not too long ago message me, started getting started yeah. saying some weird things, and so I immediately took a screenshot. Yes, and then he freaked out and he was like, "Why'd you screenshot that?" And I was like, "I'm just gonna send it to your mom." Really yes, quick. you did. And Thank he you. Oh, lost his mind. Like he was losing it. And That's I was just, perfect, man. I'm really gonna send it to his mom, but I was yeah. just there like. Okay, like there you go. Like, and it is. That, like, well, and and we were yes, that's so but that's was, spot on. I was on. really proud of myself for that one. No, I was too. I was. So, and what was funny is, I think that we were talking the three of us, you, me, and your mom were talking earlier, even in that same day of that conversation. And I wish I could think of the context, but it was something about talking about not wanting somebody to feel bad. And that's where yeah. I. That's it. Really is a it sounds so mean at first, but if somebody feels bad about something I say, it is by definition a them issue. Now they can ask me questions about, hey, tell me what you mean by that. Because yeah. when I hear that, I feel like you're attacking me. But if I know I'm not, and that's that concept of being differentiated, mm -hmm. of noticing, trying to separate my thoughts and feelings and emotions from another humans. And it's just so hard because if you're used to being a nice person and somebody else says, oh man, that made me feel bad. Then it, if I say, oh, I'm so sorry, period, then I feel like I'm being a jerk. But if I say, oh, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But it's like, but I said it because I'm a human and this is the first time we've ever had this conversation in mm -hmm. this moment and check it out. That's what I said. Yeah. And that's part of what I love about being a therapist is when I can get a couple in and my pillar one of a connected conversation is assume good intentions or there's a reason why somebody is saying what they're saying. Sometimes why they're saying it is because they did, because that's what they're, that's what they responded Just, yeah. with. Now there can be curiosity next about, hey, tell me, that's where I want to say then it's my pillars, my pillars, right? Assuming yeah. good intentions, the second pillar, you can't tell somebody else that you disagree or you think that what they said is ridiculous, mm -hmm. even if you disagree or what you think they said is ridiculous because they said it because they did, because that's who they are. So that leads to my third pillar of questions before comments. Hey, tell me more about that. Like, tell me why you, tell me why I said no, no pushing sexual boundaries and text conversations. And then you did like, tell right. me more about that. Yeah. You know, dive into this and that's and where, and, right. And that's where I always say that you'll, that, that this, my four pillars are a framework where you will either get to a more connected conversation and learn more about mm -hmm. somebody, or you will, it will expose the immaturity for what it is. Cause the person then will, my fourth pillar is you don't go into the bunker and become a victim and want the other person to rescue. You got to yeah. stay present. Cause if he would have been like, man, you know what? You're right. I don't know why I do that. It's just why. No, that, that happens in marriages. Yeah. And so then, cause then the wife's like, no, it's okay. You know, I probably shouldn't have said it to you. And then the guy's like, yeah, it's okay. Okay. You know, okay. Right. <laughs> so the boundary, I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah. Okay. So then that makes me go. Okay. So you were saying that people won't do things because they don't want to make the other person feel bad, feel bad or uncomfortable or uncomfortable. Yeah. So then, so they doubt themselves. Yeah. And then I feel like because then does that go into, I feel like I've had this where even just like to avoid conflict, because I can think of a place that I worked and the boss there would like push some things like outside of work that I didn't, yes. yeah. I didn't want to do. I had made, I had like casually made clear, like I wasn't, they were things I didn't want to do. Yeah. And this person still would push that later on. And I think there was a part of me where it wasn't even it wasn't even a, I don't want to make you feel bad. It was like a, I don't want to have to have the conversation. I don't yeah. want to have to like stand up for myself and say, Hey, I don't do that. Or I don't want to do that. Right. 
And so then it was easier to just kind of go along with it. Yeah, for sure. You say, like, yeah, there's a concept of coercion or coercive control. Do you right. know that concept? Really. And it's where a good example is I was talking to somebody that they were talking about, I think they were getting their PhD or something. And they were saying that a professor had said, uh, you don't mind watching my pets while I go out of town for a week, do you? And the person felt like, okay, if I say no, then this could really affect my grade. But even if the professor says, I mean, you don't have to, but then they, so I feel like that happens. Yeah. I know. I feel like that happens in work sometimes, me. you know, like, I is that, very similar yeah. That so I think that's something personal life, basically that I was being asked of. And it was like, yeah. And it's where, I've, where I felt like I had to say, yeah, okay, I'll drop everything. Like I'll be there. I'll do what you need me to do. And it's like, and see, and here's where Mackie, this is where that. I'll take that one. I'll take the blame. <laughs> Because you did that. Oh, I did that because that's where I go back to this girl who was having this experience at the restaurant with this guy and where it was pretty clear, I think, that she had always maybe been told or grown and, and just you're going to do what you're going to do, mm-hmm. period, even if it's going to cost you your job or whatever, because that secure attachment means that, you know, you always know you've got somebody there to yeah. back you up, which I mean, I feel like we've done a decent job of letting you know that, yeah. but it's still, but when you get to a certain point, it, I know that you, people don't want to have to rely on that. So, cause there's an, you, you, one of the hard things about setting boundaries, you have to accept the fact that other people are going to react a certain way. And that could even be, right. you may, they may fire you. They may uh, triangulate and get other people against you or they may. And that's part of the, well, I don't want that. Well, right. then I'm basically so then saying, so, yeah. well, then I'm saying that I will, you know, I will have squishy boundaries. And, and this is where I feel like, unfortunately, it just becomes easier. I think the more comfortable you get or confident you get in your own skin, in your profession, you know, I feel like I'm yeah. in the place now where if somebody's telling me, well, I don't know, I don't like the way you do a certain thing in therapy. Okay. I mean, I don't. Because then, yeah, do you just kind of get to the point where it's like, well, I'm going to hold my boundary. And yeah. if you're not going to respect that, then I actually don't really want you well, around. I get, yeah. Yes. I get to say that as the, you know, from my chair where yeah. it's the cliched, but yet very true. Well, then is that person really a friend or is that okay. because, you yeah, yeah, you do. Because yeah. I think that there are people that don't even understand because they haven't had that experience in a relationship or in a work environment where somebody respects their boundaries and doesn't yeah. ask them to do things that are outside of the bounds of no. And yeah. I feel like most people feel like, yeah, but where's that? And, oh, it's there. But the person that is in that kind of a environment, work environment is going to continue to get their boundaries pushed because they're not setting boundaries. So like uh, there's somebody that I know right now that just got a job and they're working with, they're working under someone that I think is quite emotionally immature or narcissistic. And so, and some other people have already said, yeah, I'm not even going to go around this person. And, and that the boss will just say that that boss has let the person I know, um, know that, yeah, those are all bad people. Well, it's, they're bad because they've set boundaries. So now this person is the one that is now, you know, being asked to do a lot of things, even when they say, but that this isn't really the thing I do. And they're like, you'll be fine. You'll get it. You'll be fine. And yeah. you're a bad person if you do it. Right, yeah, right. Because like, those other people right are bad. Person. And that's the part yeah. where it's like, it can be really hard as a really, I call pathologically kind, nice person yeah. that that's in their bones yeah. to then you're in essence asking that person to stand up and say no. And, but which is scary. It is. Yeah. And I think that it goes so back to that job I was talking about too. I do think because I didn't like looking back at it now, I think because I didn't set boundaries to start with, like up at, you know, like at the beginning and I was just okay with things, then I think it did just show that like, okay, then you can just push all my buttons and you can ask yeah. me to do pretty much anything and I'll yeah. just step up and do it. Because if I didn't set a boundary, then why would I set a boundary now? I, and that's it. And that's the fact that we're talking about it. And that's where I like to say that people, okay, they, they did not know what they didn't know. 
and then they know it, but it's still hard to do it. And I know we've talked about that on other episodes. That's one of the most difficult places to be because now that somebody's maybe aware of boundaries and they're aware that, man, I have a hard time holding my boundaries, then they feel sometimes they wish they never even knew what boundaries were or, and so then, but eventually you're going to start setting your boundaries more than you don't. And then you'll get to a place where you are just a boundary setter, but it's such a progression. And, and then if people aren't listening to something like this, or they aren't going to work on it, maybe with a therapist, then I believe that they're just slowly becoming more and more of what they are doing because they're unwilling to, to self-confront or deal with the discomfort or, you know, risk that. Yeah. And so I feel like you almost, you have to like practice. You do. Almost. You totally do. Because <laughs> I feel like I've, I've tried to do that with even little things. Like I was telling you not too long ago, I had some friends ask if I wanted to drive an hour away and go on this hike and then do this whole thing. And to me, that was like two of my big anxiety. Yeah. And so I was like really nervous too, but I just, instead of making an excuse or trying to get out of it, I did just throw out a kind of straight up. I'm being super honest. Yeah. Those are two of my anxiety things. And I'm not really feeling up to that right now. Thank you so much for reminding me. Like, you know, and I said whatever. And I was expecting either no response or some negative response. And the response instead was totally get it. Like been there. I get that. Love ya. Yeah. We'll see you this time. You know, okay. What's funny is I have to give a certain person credit. I so appreciate that story. The When I was writing my book, he's a porn addict. Now what? Uh-huh. An expert and a former addict answer your questions where I play the role as the expert. I always like to point that part out. <laughs> but the, the co-author, uh, his name's Jock. And there would be times where we were getting behind on the manuscript and it was mainly me getting behind on the manuscript. And there were, I would say things like, man, I forgot about our meeting today or I'm really far behind on yeah. something. And I remember he would just say, yeah, no, like, okay, this stuff happens. And I just remember thinking, wow, I know that. You're not going to freak out. Yeah. And I know it sounds so wild, but here I was. I mean, that was just a few years ago. And, and he reached out to me to be in the book project because of coming on my podcast. And so I'm supposed to feel like maybe I've got my stuff figured out. (laughs) And I would over and over again find myself if I couldn't make something or whatever. And I would realize that he would do that sometimes too. And I would say, okay. Because we're both human beings that are just trying to get things done and things come up. And, and I just thought, oh, that's how it's supposed to be. Well, and I do think. As I'm learning more about what like boundaries can look like and what they are, I am surprised where it's like the people that do care yeah. about you or do even, I don't know, have or know enough about boundaries themselves or whatever, then I feel like it is. It's very healthy and it is like, no, I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. And there isn't, it doesn't turn into an argument. It doesn't turn into like them making you feel stupid for trying yeah. to stand up for yourself. It's just like a totally okay, good, like and and totally I yeah, okay. and you you can be disappointed. I mean, yeah, you but don't that, have to be stoked about no, it. No, but, but that doesn't mean you yeah. have to like get all angry because that, that's where that anger is going to get the person to then say, no, you know what? It's okay. I'll cancel all these other things so I can make you right. happy. And then things just get weird. They get super weird. Well, and that's again going back to this job. That's after a while of being at this job. I did. I got to a point where I was like literally having panic attacks every time mm. my boss would contact me. Every time I'd be asked to do anything, because it did just, it got so unhealthy. But yeah. I will say, I didn't stand up for myself. I never, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I'm looking back, I'm like, okay, I could have, like, yeah. said some things. I could have been a grown up about it and like, not just it's ran hard, away. Though. But it's so interesting because, yeah, it's like you, you're allowed to say the things. And then again, if it's somebody I think that is the type of person you would want to, whether it's professional and like work for, work with, or be in a relationship with, the people you want around you are going to respect your boundaries and are going to at least try to understand. Yeah, them, for real. I think. <laughs> well, the, the, I like that you said that you want to work with. And if not, then the concept again of differentiation is then everything in my life becomes an opportunity for me 
to grow and self-confront. And part of that might be me having to deal with uncomfortable situations. It might have to be with me setting a boundary and having somebody get really angry. And maybe I can read the part that I made you wait for me to look for forever. No, please do. Okay. So this is from the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy, which does get some, there are people that really can have challenges with it, which I understand, Mm -hmm. but this that's by a guy named Glover and the part where he talks about boundaries. I love it. He says setting boundaries. He's talking about nice guy syndrome where, and it can be nice guy, nice girl, nice person syndrome, but it really is. I think as we were flipping through things here, you maybe were seeing that it's, I mean, people that are, they are afraid to speak their minds or their truth because they, if they feel like if I can be a nice enough person, then everybody else will meet my needs. And I don't even have to ask for things, Mm -hmm. which is a setup for not actually how it ends. No. So, right. So he says boundaries are essential for survival. Learning to set boundaries allows, I'll just swear it says nice guys. I'll say people to stop feeling like helpless victims and reclaim their personal power. It's one of the most fundamental skills that he says he teaches. Um, He says, I demonstrate the concept of boundaries by laying a shoestring on the ground. Then I tell the person that I'm going to cross their boundary and push them backwards. I instruct the person to stop me when they begin to feel uncomfortable. It's not unusual for the person to stand well back from the line, allowing me to violate their space several steps before they even begin to respond. Then once I start pushing, it's not uncommon for them to let me push them back several steps before they do anything to stop me. Sometimes they will let me push them all the way back to the wall. And he said, I use this exercise as a graphic demonstration of the need for boundaries in all areas of life. Uh, People are usually more comfortable backpedaling, giving in and keeping the peace. And I thought that part makes so much sense. He says, they believe if they take one more step backwards, the other person will quit pushing and then everything will be smooth. And how many times, I mean, I feel like I'm talking to people and it, where people talk about, you know, and then I, they, they rubbed out my line in the sand and they stepped right over it over and over. And then he said, oh, it's, you know, yeah, right. And he said, it's not unusual for recovering nice people to go a little overboard. Then when they first learn about boundary setting, they have a tendency to swing from one extreme to the other. He said, they become kamikaze boundary setters and they try to set boundaries with a sledgehammer or a machete. They usually learn in time that they only have to use as much resistance that, that is necessary to get the job done. And then this is the nice, uh, this is kind of what we started with. In time, they also learned that boundary setting isn't about getting other people to be different. It's about getting themselves to be different. If somebody is crossing their boundary, it isn't the other person's problem, it's theirs. And now we're back into that world of being differentiated. What do you think? It's deep. And Mm -hmm. it's, I think it is hard because in one sense, I think you hear boundaries and you're talking about boundaries and it does seem like a well, that's everybody else's problem and yeah. they just respect. They should just respect, yes. And it's easy to do that and then not do any work yourself, I think. And then I can be upset that they don't respect my boundaries. Right. But for all you know, you're not even actually setting the boundaries yeah. or you're not even making it clear. Maybe you are and it's just that person's And we'll, we'll talk about that. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the thing too. But I think it's deep to, yeah, turn it inward and be like, no, you, you have to kind of be uncomfortable and find a way to set boundaries or find the confidence to be able to like speak up for yourself yeah. or, because you, yeah, it is a you thing as well as, you know, as even though it's easier to just say, no, that's a them thing. They I like what you're saying. It is easier. Cause yeah. that would be easier. Again, it would be a lot easier if people would just do what I wish they would do. Yeah. And it is partially because you do, you know, you do, if you set the boundary, you do need them to also have the respect to follow the boundary. Yeah. But you can't set the boundary if you don't have the respect for yourself to set the boundary. Ooh, you know? There's that a hot take. That was a good one. Mark that down. 34 minutes. That was that good. Was um, I like that a lot. And so, matter of fact, that would fit in nice. So, in, in the world of emotional immaturity and narcissism on my Waking Up to Narcissism podcast, I talk about these five things of interacting with, we'll just say, an emotionally immature person. 
which would be somebody that is going to push boundaries. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I talk about is uh, raise your emotional baseline. So that's self-care because you got to be in a good spot to be able to deal with people that are going to push your boundaries and self-care isn't selfish and all that wonderful stuff. Mm -hmm. Then the next one's to get your PhD in gaslighting because you got to know what's going on. Then the third one is getting out of, you know, get out of unproductive conversations. Um, And then the fourth one I say is learn to set healthy boundaries. And, And so, because if you don't get out of, let's say that you, you're feeling bad, you're already down a peg. And then if they, somebody's trying to gaslight you, you're going to feel crazy. So that third one, you got to get out of unproductive conversations. And one of the ways you'll have to do that is to set healthy boundaries. But then, and the last one, as I say, that you can never give the other person the aha moment or the epiphany, like they have to have that themselves. But back to that boundary one. And then the, one of the keys is, is I say that when you set boundaries, just know that typically the emotionally immature person sees a boundary as a challenge. And so they're going to run right through it because that's a way that they keep control or take that one up position. Yeah. So, so, so then when you set the boundary, then, yeah. And so at some point, like with a lot of the people I work with, then they realize that, wow, once I set the boundary, that person is not only not respecting it, but it seems like they're almost just running right through it. They're waiting for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then that becomes a little bit of a, oh, okay. I see what I'm working with here. That's heavy. Yeah. But because I do feel... Like, I feel like there's a big side of self-awareness that has to be there. Mm -hmm. And again, almost, I don't even know if confidence is the right word, but I do feel like, I don't know, you you do, you have to have some form of respect or. Yeah, you're spot on or something. Or else you'll feel like you deserve, like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or maybe I am being too bit. Yeah. Yeah. Where I have just then found like flipped it around to just. So, you know, almost the, well, then I guess I deserve that. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, to play yeah. that. And nobody deserves it. Hard. No, Any nobody it. does, but it, it is easy to then just go, well, there must have been a reason. Like they must have done that for a reason and that's fine. They probably know more. They probably, and it's like, no, <laughs> you can know yourself and be aware enough of yourself and confident enough and yeah, just respect yourself enough to be like, no, here's my boundaries. I deserve whatever boundary I'm setting. Yep. And then you're allowed to expect people to. Yeah. And if somebody here is sitting there saying, okay, well, I know there's a part though that it's like, okay, I will give them an opportunity. We can have a conversation about it. But I often feel like if you're the one that's finally trying to set boundaries and the person is pushing against them that, and I don't want to just go all or nothing and say, then it's too late. But it's, you know, I, it, I would want, it is because I would want that person to say, Hey, I noticed that you've been walking out of the room more lately. You know, tell me what that's about. But if it's at that point, the person's not going to go interesting. My wife is walking out of the room. He's going to be saying, oh, you run away then. Like, right. you, you know, right. Yeah, exactly. And then wait, and could it be me? You know, it's, right. and, and that's, that's the, the no, it's not. So a lot of times that's why I feel like a boundary does become, you know, I'm sitting here saying, all right. And then here are the tools to have a conversation around a boundary. Yeah. But then when you're dealing with somebody that's not doing their own work, isn't trying to look outside of themselves isn't trying to look you know confront themselves Mm -hmm. then that person is like almost i call it using it like an attack surface so then they're saying oh really so you think that it's fine to just walk away then in the middle of a conversation and then if you know she's saying well i feel like at some point though you're just telling me i'm wrong about everything that nothing's my fault it's like why do you think you're perfect then i mean is that what and that's where we're pushing the buttons and that's where the boundary becomes a challenge and so then that's where i feel like i can work with people that then when they can start to sit back and recognize gaslighting and then, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And then, so now that I am asking for a boundary to be set, then now he does not like that. So he is letting me know that he thinks that I am now, uh, now I'm being immature. Now I'm being the one that's, you know, isn't that wild? It's wild, but it like, it makes sense when you 
it doesn't justify it, but it makes I, oh, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. I see how that just blows up. It does so quickly. Yeah. From that. And that's why, so I get these examples of people that just say, but then they'll say things like, but I don't want to, if I was trying to bring something up, I feel like I would, we would be having disagreements or arguments all the time. And sometimes I feel like that's the uh, them issue where they're, if they can hook to the, well, then we will always have these disagreements and these things all the time. Mm -hmm. Then I don't have to bring them up. Then I don't have to try to set a boundary, but I also, then I don't have to, you know, really try to understand where somebody else is coming from. Cause here's the part that when I I really do Mac, I say that I think all of us are immature until we're not. Mm -hmm. And so one of the most interesting things that that I will find are when couples will come in and one person is coming in because they accuse the other person of being more emotionally immature and narcissistic. And so then, but then I'm looking at them and nobody had the right tools. I mean, and that's what I think we're learning. Nobody knew how to set boundaries. Well, nobody knew how to express themselves without, you know, a little bit of manipulation or that sort of thing. And so then when somebody finally does say, Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense to me. Now I can understand, you know, in essence, it's almost like a, give me a chance. The other person is like, I mean, but then I might have to look at some of the things I might not be doing right. perfect as well. So, no, I just like it better. Like, no, you know what? Yeah, I'll just, I'll, yeah. yeah, I don't know if I can trust you now or, and that's where I think it's so, it's just so fascinating. And one other real quick thing, when yeah. I was looking at some notes about, I was looking at this thing, uh, intermittent reinforcement, it's like the trauma bond, <clears throat> but it's just this line alone is that it was talking about uh, boundaries. It's, it, when you give into a nagging child once, then the child will continue to nag and push your boundaries. They will learn that after a certain amount of time that they will get what they want. And this is this this little concept is where I think we all as parents do a little bit of a we're handing the kids the keys to the pushing boundaries. Because what I love, and I love this concept, because when now when you step back and look at how we all get out of our discomfort, as if a parent is saying, you know, we're at the store, and of course, you never did this. But if a kid was like, I want a snack, or I want a toy, and I want and the parents like, not right now, you know, not right now, we, we're yeah. going to eat when we get home, or you wait till your birthday or Christmas, and mm-hmm. the kid's like, I want, I want it. And then the parent will go, Okay, just this right. one time. Anything to stop. Yep, like, just yeah. one time. And then the kid will be happy. And then the parent, their anxiety is relieved. But the parent feels like, okay, I just, I told them we're not doing this again. The kid, get none of that matters to them. No, the they kid got just their went, needs oh, met. So if I freak out yeah. and I push the buttons, I get what I want. And so yep. it's like, it makes sense in how that would yeah. go to then an emotionally immature adult yep. where they're still, they're like, okay, well, I noticed when I, yeah, I want this thing. This point, yes. You freaked out. So now I know. Isn't next that time. funny? I'm just going to keep doing that until you freak out. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. So that's yeah, what it just shows you. You have to, you have to dig deep and, and you do work on your own stuff. Yeah. But then, okay. So then what would you say like are either tips or just what would you say to someone then that is, if they are noticing like, okay, I feel like I'm in a, a situation yeah. like this. How do you even start the process of setting the boundaries? Okay, it's such a good question. And I think this is where I think we joke sometimes about awareness doesn't end up being so cool. Uh-huh. But it's such a big part of it yeah. where people are going to become aware. And that's where, again, I go, they didn't know what they didn't know. And then they right. know and that they know, but they don't do. And or and they, it's kind of uncomfortable. It's super point, uncomfortable. It's just, and that's yeah. like the part where I think a lot of people, even when they hear this, are going to probably be in that spot. And that's where, you know, somebody just says, what, what like, I don't know, uh, how long is this going to take? And then right. I say, it's like, it's just like call to action. It's kind of like, it you is. have to kind of put in the work here. Yeah. And it's not fun to hear. No, and over on uh, on my Wake Up to Narcissism podcast, I just did another episode on the amygdala hijack, and I think that is something that really needs to be looked at because the emotionally immature person, the toddler, we'll call them at this point, okay. then if they push your buttons and you get angry and elevated, then typically they get their way and you apologize and you beat yourself up. 
So they win all yeah, all around. Completely. So th- it's going to be really uncomfortable because the whole reason I do the, the amygdala hijack episodes is somebody had asked me a long time ago, they say, what do I do in that situation? And I thought it was hilarious. And I said, oh, you build a time machine, you go back a couple of years <laughs> and you start doing meditation and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Because if you are in that situation where you are in a relationship and they know how to push your buttons consciously or subconsciously, then it's going to happen. So then you have to do the work when you are away from that person or that situation. You have to give yourself grace and you have to acknowledge that, okay, I'm noticing this. Mm -hmm. And then that's the part where please start doing meditation and yoga and go see a therapist and read more about it. And just, you have to start building the internal muscles first before you can, because a lot of times people will say, okay, I heard Tony Mackey talk about it. So I'm going to go and I'm going to say, hey, don't you say those things anymore. I'm going to leave. And then they will, you will hear that emotionally immature person not go, man, I really am, I'm proud of you for your boundaries. They will say, are you kidding me? Like, oh, are you Gandhi now or something? You know, (laughs) and then, and then all of a sudden the person's like, oh, I don't know what to say to that one. And then they're angry and they're elevated. And And then it's kind of, then they're just like, okay, we're not going to try that again. No. Right. And then they just like, and then they can feel even worse about, oh, I don't even know how to hold boundaries. I'm really broken. But then that's why I feel like it is the, it's almost a, which sucks, but it's almost a practice. It's a total practice you know little things here and there (laughs) filter in something just try something little and then and then like you said just even saying no to something today when we were trading messages about what time did you want to come or not i mean i'm super proud of you because you i feel like you will tell me when you want to or don't want to and and i think that's different yeah yeah there definitely was a time where i would just be like whatever's easy for you just just tell me what to do yeah and again i still do that sometimes but working on just yeah kind of being like okay well this would actually be better for me that's so be good for me, and just throwing it out there yeah and at least letting it be a conversation i think is the thing because the, then they would give you the chance like say yeah we're trying to record a podcast and i said okay this time would be easier for me but i could do whatever then you get a chance to say well this would be easier for me that's what yeah better, right? and then we both can sit there and then be like okay let's do this then because that'll be easier for both of us and, and today that really i mean i was i, I had a client and we're doing a couple podcasts we got dinner because you know and yeah. all this stuff and it was funny because if you were just saying like whatever you want to do yeah. then I, I in my mind it's okay i i need some help here yeah. with what what works for other people and right yeah and i'm like well i'm good right now let's just do i know it. and let's we're here it. it is so good and so yeah so it's like there's a i feel like there's a way to go about like there's a way where you can have boundaries and still be nice mm-hmm. too which i think is big because i think in my head for yeah. a long time it felt like if I'm having boundaries and if I'm saying no, then I'm the bad guy and I'm mean. Totally. Like I'm just so mean because I'm saying no. And it's, it, that's not the no. case. As a human being, you are so allowed to say no. Yep. In any scenario, in any case. Like I think that's what I'm learning to as an adult where it's like you can say no in any, you know, because there's all the no means no. All You know, you yeah. hear that all the time. And it's very real in every context though where it's like it can just be a little thing like you want to hang out with me right now? And it's like, no. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, I'm not feeling up to it. No. And it's like, you're, that's okay. Yeah. And it doesn't make you the bad guy. Cause then if the other person's like, oh man, oh, I was sure hoping we would, we were going to hang out. Yeah. It's, it really is a them issue at that yeah. point. Cause then it's again, you're allowed to feel the disappointment. You're allowed to be bummed, but then it's, well, let's find a time that we can, or let's let, you know, there's yep. just, there's a way to move forward with yeah. it where I think everyone can still be nice. And it yeah. doesn't have to be. It's really good, Mac. Mean, but I do think it, it can be, I don't know. It can just be scary and it's hard because you don't want to feel like a bad guy. Well, for those watching, this is going to be a anticlimactic thing that I had to grab a pen for. But then I do. This is, I like what you're saying, because I feel like we go from nice guy syndrome and passive and I Uh give in to everything and whatever. And then it's like when we learn the boundary, it swings all the way over to here. And that's where it's like, look, I said no. You know, that kind of thing. Screaming and yelling. Yeah. And and that gives the immature, right. And that gives them power. And then eventually we kind of settle in what I call the calm, confident energy. 
where then I can say, um, oh, no, I'm okay. Or I don't think I would like to anymore. And then when the person then reacts, then now I'm able to stay. And and I'm really looking lately, we'll probably talk about this more in future episodes, but the concepts of emotional consistency and emotional stability. And I think those are things that I want to pay more attention to because I think the more emotionally consistent somebody is with their boundaries, with their wants Mm -hmm. and needs, desires, all that stuff, then they become more safe in a relationship and easier to come to. Because if you know that I'm going to be honest with you, but I'm also not going to be pull like the victim card or get angry, then it's going to be pretty easy to then say, what do you think about this? And again, open up the conversation and not have it just be a shut down. Yeah. So good. Okay. So I have one more question. Okay. Just another quote. I'll read it. Okay. And then we'll wrap her up. Okay. But then just shifting it a little bit because I feel like we've mentioned like professional environments and kind of relationship things. Yeah. Which again are all very important, but then let's just shift it to family for a second. Yeah. Because we did kind of talk about this in our last episode of just, you know, working through parent child relationships. Yeah. So how do you feel like as a parent, like how do you set healthy familial boundaries with children? Mm hmm. And then I guess it could even go other ways too, though. If you're the kid, like, how do you, I don't know. How, well, it, it's, like, oh, it does, yeah. but it's funny because I think it goes back to what we did the episode on yeah. last week. That, uh, and I ended up doing an episode on the virtual couch about it because I thought it was such a good topic. Yeah. But I mean, a kid setting boundaries with a parent is pretty hard to ask. And, and I've worked with a couple of teenagers over the years that where it really has been a thing where they react because the parents inconsistency. And so then that's a hard one because the parent yeah. is still the one that's kind of in charge of a lot of things that, you know, the right. kid and has. And I feel like it's different too, just for the sake of, cause I think almost like we were saying with a, you know, with a work type of relationship, it's, you're allowed to like, if it's not good for you, you can walk away yeah. and you can step away and you can be done with it. And even a relationship, if it gets to that point where you're like, okay, this is not good for either of us, you just break up and you go your separate yeah, ways. Yeah, you're right. But I, I feel like it's saying. a different level when it becomes yeah, familial family, which I mean, you're technically still allowed to just say i'm done and but I, yeah. it's a lot more complicated well, I when i deal with a lot of people in my practice that more than i think people would know that a lot of the things that they're struggling with are that you know that concept where they say i know i should care more i know i should love more i know i should be more uh, close with but then the fact if they aren't it doesn't mean they're a bad person it means that there probably were circumstances or situations over the years that built up to then this is how they feel yeah so they'll, they'll maybe more come in with a okay check this out this is how i feel and then i would like more of a connection but yeah. every time i try to have one then i don't know i get there's no response or i'm told i'm wrong or and so then over time it's like your their own go back to that concept of you know, trauma as, as hard as that sounds body keeps the score but yeah. your own brain stops trying to make that connection if, if that connection has not been reciprocated yeah and so that one's one where then it has to be really intentional and i've had people almost even have to set you know reminders of hey check in on parent or and then what can be really difficult is then the inconsistency in response to that where then parent either won't respond back or will say something about, you know, I don't know, it can be really hard, but then if you really are being and coming from that place of differentiation, then you really can still look at that. Like, okay, it's still, this is all a me thing. Yeah. So I can still continue to reach out even if I'm getting no response, even if I'm being told I'm still not doing it right. Even if I'm told it's my fault and not the parents or, Mm -hmm. you know, but I just think that I personally, feel like what I see so much in, in talking to actual human beings about this week after yeah. week is that, that you can put things in an article, a podcast or a book, 
but then the real human being behind it has so much of their own nature, nurture, birth order, DNA, abandonment, yeah. rejection, hopes, fears, dreams, experiences that go into that moment that it's still hard to just say to somebody, oh, but just, you know, just keep on going. Even if you're, every time you do it, you feel worse because at some point your brain's a don't get killed device and it's yeah. saying, why are you doing this? Time right. short, right. you know? Why are we doing this terrible thing? Yeah, that's hard. Which, so. No, it is hard. But that is, that, yeah. Is this a way that you're saying you're breaking up with your mom, my mom, your mom Wait, and I? So actually, this is my official announcement. <laughs> okay. <I'm> done. <laughs> No, bound to read no i just know that can be such a tough one because i feel like again i was talking to one of my clients about this and it was more of the she was coming at it from a here's these friends that treat me this way and basically like i always leave and i'm unhappy and i feel stupid yeah. and i feel like taken advantage of and all these things and we we talked through it a lot and kind of came to the conclusion of maybe this isn't a good thing for you yeah. anymore and i think it's and they, you know, kind of ended as a, I think it's okay to at least take a step back or yeah. like, at least maybe these aren't your friends that you tell everything to. And maybe these aren't your friends that you spend all the time with. Cause she's like, we have fun. It's just not like then anytime it becomes serious, bad things happen basically. And so it's like, then maybe, yeah, maybe these are your people that we keep it lighthearted and we keep surface it like, level. Sometimes yeah, I and, say and yeah. just the occasional thing, but if it's affecting you negatively and if you're leaving feeling bad every time, then it's okay to get out yeah. of it. But again, yeah, it's like, I do think we can acknowledge that if it's family, it does add a level. I like how you're saying that. It adds a level. Because somebody that maybe grew up with the healthy boundaries and a good relationship with their parent or whatever might yeah. hear that and say, well, why aren't, why are you even trying? Yeah. Seriously though. Yeah. So that, okay. Yeah. But then the person that is trying is going to say, well, because I am. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of where I'm at right now. And you know, it's hard. Deep stuff. Deep, but this is a fun one. I like this yeah. one. I like this one a lot. Yeah. Okay, then I'll just end with one okay. other quote, which again, I don't really remember what it says. So if it actually is, goes against everything we just said, we'll let it out. Okay, okay. <laughs> but it says, boundaries have nothing to do with whether you love someone or not. They are not judgments, punishments, or betrayals. They are a purely peaceful thing. The basic principles you identify for yourself that define the behaviors that you will tolerate from others, as well as the responses you will have to those behaviors. Boundaries teach people how to treat you and they teach you how to respect yourself. That's really good. That's pretty good. It was really good. It is because I mean, it goes back to, I mean, that made me think about that. Even the person that's has a difficult time holding boundaries, if they continue to do it and don't react and become more emotionally consistent, then, I mean, it really does. You can really see clearly that it's coming from a place of like peace and love because I don't think anybody yeah. wants to get in the disagreements and arguments and feel bad. Right. But we just don't know how to communicate effectively at some point. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mackie, what a joy joy okay will you come back and do another one here while you're in town absolutely okay it's been a pleasure what a pleasure you're wearing my virtual couch hat yeah makes me very happy wait where's that shirt love your sure. love your face that's, it's not a thing it's never been oh. a thing okay well it's not with that attitude okay <laughs> okay i never know how to say like wrap we it up we don't have a good way to say bye good night everybody good night everybody bye-bye bye, -bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye.